Hello, this is Michael Fanning with the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our short-form podcast where we'll be interviewing Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light, all in creating epic client service and work-life balance. Enjoy the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to the Windermere Coaching Minute. And this is our quick form podcast where we talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. And today I am excited because I have Camila Kennedy with me. Camila, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Michael? I'm doing well. And I want to thank you for being on today. And I wanted to kind of set the stage so the listeners can kind of understand why you're on our podcast today and what we're going to talk about. Um, so Camille, you got started in real estate, uh, in what, what year did you actually start? July, 2018, July, 2018. And then you started and you were in the West Seattle, uh, West Seattle area of Washington state, which is kind of in the Puget sound area for the listeners who aren't familiar with the Seattle area. And, um, and then in 2019, you took, uh, the Ninja, Ninja installation, correct? I did. I did. Yeah. And I and, absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I was curious, what, what was the impetus to take it? Did somebody say you should take it or did you hear about it? Or? Somebody told me I should take it. Um, I had a manager at a time who said, you know, you got to do this. There was actually a big group from my office. There was about 10 of us and we, some of us carpooled together and all that. But I did tell them when I got there, it's like nothing personal, but I'm not sitting with any of you. <laughs> I'm here to network and meet people. So every day I made a point of sitting at a different table uh-huh. and they would just point at me and laugh, you know, and I right. totally enjoyed it. I actually have three or four colleagues that I met that day, that week that we go out to lunch. We stayed in touch. We support each other and we send each other's family's Christmas cards. So we went, went well, far. I, and I remember, cause we always say that when you come, I said, Hey, don't get comfortable with your people around you go network. And so I love that you took that to heart. So, so let, let me ask you this. So you took Ninja and in 2018, you were doing business in 2019, you took Ninja. Did you, did you see uh, a change start happening in, in your business after you went through that? You know, I saw that spring and that summer was actually uh, pretty amazing. Uh, I didn't have any real, you know, tangible income or business until that spring. Um, I had a manager who also really loved it and made us read chapters of the book and it was really into it. And uh, so I start seeing it and I was just eager to, you know, learn and not be a newbie forever and be in the office. So I did follow the path closely. Um, but I also made a point of treating it like a business. I came into the office, my kids, the schools, now they're older, but they are, the two younger ones are two blocks from my office. So I'll drop them off at eight and I would come in and I would be at my desk for four to five hours. And then I would 
go look at properties and do other things. And I just repeated and just did it. Um, I didn't realize that that consistency was part of the results I would see three to five months later. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I start to see the patterns where things would happen and then I would get very busy and I would not do the things that keep, that give you the business in the future. Right. And then there would be a slow down three months after that. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, what happened? So I would do it all over again and be in the office and do all those things. And then I would see results a little bit down the line. Right. Yeah, normally I know that was called flow. I was yeah. not in flow. And I'm just now <laughs> learning how to stay in flow. Um, well, which, which brings my question. So you coach with us with Nick Hansen. And uh, when, when you first started coaching with Nick, what were some of the things that he kind of worked with you on where you realized, oh, my gosh, this is going to this is going to give me that consistency that I'm looking for? Yeah, well, you know, um, it was I reached out during the pandemic. We were probably six months into it. And like most of us, I was baking muffins and hanging out with my kids and starting bread. And it sounded great. It was great bonding. But at some point I looked around and I said, I'm going to run out of business if I don't buckle up. I was still working. I had had a very good spring when the pandemic hit. So I had some things happening there, but I stopped some of my activities. And mm -hmm. for good reason, a lot of us were just trying to figure out what was going on in the world. Right. But by default, I realized, well, there was also, I had had, had worked with a former client who was starting a Kickstarter on um, health and fitness. Mm -hmm. And I realized that when I had that accountability with that one individual, yep. I got things done mm -hmm. and the results were really tangible. And I said, that's what I need for my business. And I've had, an, you know, I've had it on my notes that I wanted to do some coaching so I reached out, I reached out in the fall and um, I had met Nick actually on my installation week during that week. And some right. of the names of the people who had spots, I said, oh, I like Nick. So that was the choice. Um, but basically he just, not just, but it was just some of the things that we know works. I was doing, but not consistently enough, mm. not often enough and not all of them. Right. Well, sometimes I was very good at writing notes and sometimes I was very good at reading a book about business and that sometimes I spent too many hours, uh, too many, too much time on Facebook or whatever. Right. Yeah. So Yeah. It's just all the ideas were there. If nothing else, I think we, with my personality, what I needed was this are the 10 things you're saying you're doing and just do it. Mm -hmm. Don't try to do the next new thing every single week you won't be able to measure anything and stay on task. So in a way, I think I was doing too much, but not being consistent on everything, being repetitive right. enough. Well, and you know, that's a great point because I think sometimes in this business, we want to try to get really creative or, and we have a lot of shiny objects that are around us. Mm -hmm. And I mean, as coaches, we always say, let's just get back to the basics. I always equate it to in, whether it's sports or it's music um when you're learning something you know there's a reason why they they call them the rudiments like if you're in music it's because the, that's the key that's the foundation for anything else that builds on top of it and that's the stuff that we don't like doing because we think that it's so ordinary or mundane i guess is the word i'm looking for mm -hmm. and we, so we go well there's got to be more to it so i'm going to try to do something different and i think getting back to doing those those key little basic things every single day so what, what, what keeps you, what helps you stay on track to do those? I mean, what is it that where you're, well, you're, you're um, making it happen? 
the scorecard. I have to submit that every week. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I helped create the list of the things that I'll be doing. And um, so if I am going to call X amount of people or if I'm going to just send this many notes, I, I made a commitment. That said, um, I would say that 80% of the time they get done. Mm-hmm. Right. And it knows that 80-20 rule, which is not bad. And sometimes they don't. Uh, and the ones that I like to do, I enjoy writing handwritten notes, have always done it, force my kids to do it. It's a big deal. So that one is, I never miss. I never miss. I'm always at 100%. And it's something I've always done. But then there are others that are harder. It's harder for me to pick up the phone and just call someone. Most of my friends and my, uh, unless they're my clients, yeah. if, they are, if we're on the transaction, but you know, at first I would count those as, oh, I made calls. And then my coaches say, those are not calls. <laughs> you have to call those people. Those are managing your business. Those right. are not what I'm talking about. So that was interesting. That was a learning curve for me. Um, but just consistency, like setting the goals and measuring. This is what I'm doing for the year. This is what I'm doing for the week. This is what I'm doing quarterly. And kind of going back to the plan that's written and being able to measure and say, oh, I'm actually ahead of what I thought I would be in this area, or I'm a little behind on this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I said, I'll be more generous and I haven't really made this many donations. So whatever it is that you set for yeah. yourself, being able to have those, um, I'm a list maker. So having those set just, it was a game changer. Most of us, a lot of it was doing not consistently enough and not measured enough, not right. with intention. Well, and I like what you said, because I think a lot of times people think, well, you know, coach is going to make me be perfect. And I don't know if I can be perfect, but the key is it's not being perfect. It's just hitting the mark 80% of the time. I mean, we like to say, Hey, if if your scorecard is, you know, at 75 or higher, then we know we're going to have some consistency. When it drops below that, that we start saying, okay, um, something's up, right. Or the business isn't going to transpire from it. So I love the fact that you said that, how about this? Did he get you on a routine of any kind? I mean, did you kind of like dial into a routine to where you started having some, some consistency there? We did. I did. And then to be honest, during, so with everything, when you, we need to readapt, right? Like, so we had a pandemic and we had to readapt how the families work, how the kids work, how this. So at that point I had a new routine, my family all logged on Zoom, he beamed up for work, and I went into my office, and all of a sudden things started to open up. So for the first, I would say for the first three months, I had really blocked. Tuesdays I do this, Wednesday mornings I do this, and Thursdays I do this, and all of a sudden uh, the year started, and the toes opened with uh, family activities and kids driving, and some, of, and it, it, I had to re, readjust. I mm-hmm. had to readjust. I no longer can do, you know, and I was like, that's okay. Regroup. What's the new routine? 8 a.m. is no longer viable because I might be driving a carpool or whatever that is. Right. So he did get me in routine. And that is um, something that I, I have a hard time. I, I always do within that week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know what days tend to be lighter with meetings for me. So on Tuesdays, I tend, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I tend to be my activities do my activities, but a lot of times I will be catching up on the weekend because I know that my Monday's coming. Ideally, right. it wasn't happening that way. Yes. But, but, you know, but I also think, well, if I didn't have that Monday deadline, it wouldn't be happening at all. Right, exactly. exactly. Right. 
So I do some catching up sometimes on the weekends. Well, and I think, and I think we all do. And I, I think the, the key to that is, you know, when, when we think about like from a coach's standpoint, we look at our clients who were, they're working through things. We say, okay, are they hitting those items? And if, and then the other thing is having the, the strategies to when you do get off track. I think that's the other key is knowing we all are going to get off track, but the strategies to get back on so that there's not big lags. Um, yep. You know, so are you, are you conscious of, a, of like when you're looking at your week, when you can say, oh my gosh, okay, I've had a, a day when I didn't do something. How do you like consciously just keep on? Because I think our listeners will want to know, how do you remove the distractions and consciously get back into doing what you know you need to do? I mean, what, what have you found that's worked for you? You know, um, I think sometimes it's environment. Um, I realized that I was poorly working from home and then all of a sudden I figured that out. I had my light, my you know, noise concealing and I set up my entire office and then that stopped working. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that I was either tired of that environment or whatever that was. So I would regroup and like, you know, go to my living room because there was a window and it wasn't a basement or coming to the office. Right. Um, so I changed that. And then the other thing that I think works is just, it just, everything gets boring and it gets tired. We need a little bit of change. So in the spring, I got really busy. Um, and for the first time I had five different clients and transactions on escrow at the same time and everything happened within a 15 day you know, when yes. yeah, when we say ninja, the good news ninja works, the bad news ninja works. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really working. And I could tell that I wasn't really going to be doing notes. Um, but I, what I did do, I would get my list of tasks and I put that on a clipboard and I carried it in the car with me. Mm-hmm. So if I'm outside waiting for an inspector or hopping on a ferry because my client just bought a house on Whidbey Island and I need to get over there, uh, then I had that time. So carry those things with me. And there were a couple of times, to be honest, where, you know, uh, the coaching um, calls are very structured and to the point so we can, but there were a couple of times where those calls were just like, help me stay afloat. I need a little <laughs> emotional support here. Right. And that's where those were, you know, um, two months out of two, two, two times out of this last six months. Yeah. Because it was just what I needed. I just needed a, a sounding board, you know. To right. Just, is it okay? Yeah. I, I didn't do this. And I think that's the key too is, you know, uh, I will always say when I'm coaching somebody is, hey, you know what? If, if you didn't do it, you didn't do it. We can't change what happened. But moving forward, okay, let's regroup, like you said. And let's just be conscious of what do we know is going to happen? And let's kind of set the groundwork so that we can get back. And, and again, get back to that 75 or 80% of completion. You know, and I should add to that, one of the things that for me was a game changer is I think when you are, this job has a lot of, this industry has a lot of flexibility, right? Right. So it's a positive and it's a negative at times, depends how you see it. So to me, one of the things that was huge on the um, planning ahead was how many hours I am going to work this month or how many hours I'm going to work this year and really being conscious of what that was. I don't think I had ever written down or had a sense of what was going on Mm -hmm. and not, and then my attitude changed when I had, you know, sometimes you have a weekend where you work the entire weekend, but then here I am on a Wednesday hiking with my kids. Mm-hmm. So that's how you do that balance and you don't feel guilty. You've earned that hike. You've right. earned that time off. 
So having that, you know, I did it, I'm doing, this is what I said, how many days I was going to work and I've worked and then some, but this is my uh, free time, guilt-free. Yeah. It's you, it's your reward, right? Yeah, It's your reward. Well, let's just, I want to take a quick break. And then we come back, I want to talk about the life side of your business. And then I want to talk about just your success because you've been doing really, really well. So I want to just kind of talk about that a little bit. So we're going to take a real quick break. We'll break and we'll be right back. Hey everyone, this is Michael Fanning and with me is Eric Thompson. We're with Windermere Coaching. We thought we'd take just a moment to let you know a little bit about maybe how to get your feet wet into coaching with Windermere Coaching through the Windermere Path. Eric, tell us a little bit about the Windermere Path. So the Windermere Path gives you a call every week. You can join live or you can watch the recording. One of three things happen on those calls. You get a specific lesson that's taught by you, Mike, by Doug Simcock, by me, or Nick Hansen. The second thing that happens is we do live interviews with your Windermere colleagues. You can hear right from them about how they are implementing all the tools that we teach them in coaching so that you can be inspired by their story. The third thing that happens is you get to ask questions of us, things that are happening in your business right now, in your world. We help just to keep you on on the ninja path. Eric, it sounds like a lot of great content. So listeners, if you're interested in finding out more about the Windermere Path, simply go to windermerecoaching.com, click on the explore button, give us your name and your email address, and we'll get back to you with all the information you need to get started on the Windermere Path. Thank you so much, and we'll return you to our content. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Coaching Minute. And I have Camila Kennedy with me. And we're talking about her kind of advancing from going from brand new in the business to going through Ninja and now where she is today. And we were just talking about uh, the work ethic and putting in and not always hitting 100%, but doing between 75 and 100% and being okay with it and giving yourself grace. So Camille, how did getting structure and coaching help your like your the other side? So you have your business, but then your life, like your family life and I, I, you know, I follow you. I see you on Facebook. It looks like you do a lot of fun things too, and you've had some trips. And so how did that kind of, did it, did things change when you started kind of implementing the system and then seeing your life change? Oh, for sure. For sure. Not only I could see more volume and um, more results and they were tangible and measurable, um, but just also, you know, have the advice and to say, okay, this is, this week is off. You know, and if nothing else, here was recently writing an offer from California. <laughs> and my coach said, You are off, remember? You are yeah. off. Enjoy your vacation. Right. Um, so, just the ability to be able to set the goals, go after them, and then, like I mentioned before, like guilt free, just be able to go on vacation and enjoy it. Um, and, you know, and I always worry about how much do I put out there if it's too much fun, it's too much play, you know, what are you right. projecting on, especially on social media with your person, the persona, you know, mm-hmm. is this all play? Is it what, what I want to put out there? Or is it a good balance of a well-lived life? You know, yeah. so. Well, and I also think too, the people who are genuine, like, for example, the people who are genuine and they also want to live that life, you know, I think there's not judgment there. They just say, hey, look, wow, you deserve it. You're doing great with your business and you're doing great with your life. And I think sometimes, you know, when the judgment happens, it's people maybe looking that aren't in a place where they want to be. And, you know, that's one of the things I love about, you know, the ninja philosophy and also with coaching is that, you know, I say, you know, success is relative. So you may say success is here. Somebody else may success is there. And my opinion of success is success is if you are living today, 
the life you want to have, or you are in pursuit of it, knowing that it's on the horizon and you're taking action every day to make, to get closer to it. Right. And, exactly. Yeah. And that's success. And, um, and what I love and what Nick was telling me about, you know, coaching with you is that you do have that level of success. I mean, where have you seen your business go? I mean, how are you at this year? So we're 2021, we're halfway through. How, how have you been doing? Um, I had a goal for, uh, I actually just filled out a little form, um, a little report, like half year report, and I'm a little bit ahead in terms of volume. Um, but what I enjoy the most is, uh, you know, I just love getting referrals or having somebody who was in my sphere, who's being silently receiving that, uh, new electronic newsletter or, and I kind of forgot that person was part of that. And it's someone who, we did a volunteer project for the community center or for the soccer team. And it's somebody who respects you. And now right. that you're in this industry and then this drip marketing or whatever it is, and this person is watching and I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. So I love when that happens. And, um, you know, it's a type of industry, like you don't want to not have any clients. So right. what I, I'm enjoying about the stage that I'm in right now is there's most of the time either something pending or somebody getting pre-approved or somebody calling or an appointment. So that flow, you know, where you have something happening, there is a a client who's preparing to buy in three months or whatever that is having enough of that. That's a a huge relief to be able to have enough going on. So you're busy now, but you know, you have things going on for the fall and you have people planning for the winter. That is a game changer that I didn't have the first couple of years. And sometimes there's, you know, there's always a little fear when you're like, ooh. Right. And, and then when the mind goes there, I just go back to the principles and I just, no, no, no self-doubt. We're doing this. You We're doing do this. this. Well, you know, yeah. it's interesting because, um, you know, it's, it's the difference between, uh, you know, farming and hunting, right? And you, you know, a, a lot of our industry are hunters, meaning they have a transaction, they close it and they got to go find another transaction. Versus, you know, laying the groundwork, what you're doing, that consistency of what you do uh, is great because, you know, I had one agent say to me, I just love it. I wake up in the morning and just say to myself, I wonder who's going to call me today from my activities that I did from the recent week or the recent month of that consistency of just showing up every single day and just doing what I know how to do and connect with people and provide value. And that's the other thing Nick says is that you're really good at providing value to your clients, which I think, you know, it's some people say, well, I'm writing the notes and making the calls, but nothing's happening. The question is, are you genuinely writing the notes? Are you authentic in how you show up? And are you really providing value? Or are you doing this for the sole reason of trying to get business? And I think that what Nick says is you're just truly genuine. So, and, and that's, that's important, right? That's important. It's great to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the authenticity. There were a couple of agents that really supported me early on. And they were just, just be yourself. Yeah. They were like, just be yourself, work hard, you know, be professional, but just be yourself. And it's hard to find that comfort with, you know, when you first a new job, start a new job, you might stand a little taller, you might be a little stiffer, or you yeah. might overdress all the time. <laughs> um, and then it's just great to get the confidence to match up where you start to just be yourself. And sometimes you are not dressed to the nines, but your client still trusts you, you know, and <laughs> Uh, that day maybe was moving day or a staging day and you, it was not a day for, you know, right. to be dressed up. But then, you know, if most of the time you show up, showing up super professional, when you don't, it's just kind of showing like that you are human too. So I like that. So once in a while, I tone it down just to kind of 
be on the same page. Sometimes I'll have a client text and say, we want to go see this house, but we were at the dog park and we're not, you're also put together. And I heard that from a client and I said, well, I'm not going to be pulled together today. I want them to feel connected. Right. Right. I don't want this person to be apologizing, to be meeting me, to see a house. It's not about what, I, you know, this is not what this is about. Exactly. So I came in sneakers that day on purpose. And so she would feel comfortable. And I said, you know, so just, no. just try to see where they are and try to meet people where they are. Well, and that's, that's consciously being aware and caring about others and having empathy. I mean, where it's not just about you, but it's about who you're engaging with. And I think that's that's one of the traits, like like Nick says, that he, he, he gets that from you on when he's talking to you. And I think for the listeners, one of the things I always like to, I we talk about uh, in Ninja, we talk about trend benders, right? So you're kind of going along and all of a sudden you start doing some different things and all of a sudden your, your business spikes, your life gets better. Um, and I can think back to where I had some trend benders. For you, what do you think are a, a few things where you said, okay, when I started doing these things consistently, this is when I really started seeing a change. Um, you know, it's definitely the ninja, you know, writing your thank you notes and networking, being aware. Um, some of the things that I do, I've always done. I've always been a people's person. I, I, I used to organize events. I know a lot of people. So that was there. That just was there. Right. And then I had to be the, but at the same time, I have a creative mind and I want to reinvent myself every three months, right? (laughs) So, but I, when I got into this industry, I was very conscientious. People know that about me and they know me. And I said, you know, nobody's going to sell, to trust me with, or you with their, for most people, their most valuable asset. If you are not consistent, if Mm -hmm. you're not steady, if you're not there. Um, And I, came into the industry with that in mind this is it I'm here to stay I'm here for the long haul and I expected it to take maybe five years a lot of people said it would take five years for it to really take off and I start to seeing results earlier so that you know feels great but it is it does feel great because of the accountability the coaching the really doing it um so yeah and then just, you know, I stopped doing some things that weren't a good use of my money due right. to advice of, you know, my coach. She's like, why are you paying for that? Why are you doing that? Isn't yes. it less expensive to do this? So, well, it's good I, to get I a perspective. Some things. Right. It's good to get that perspective sometimes to have somebody analyze it or look at it from a distance to say, hey, uh, this didn't seem to pencil out for you. Uh, why are we still doing that? Could we, could we maybe take the money from here and put it over here? Can we take the time that you're doing this and maybe give more time to this? And it's those small little tweaks sometimes I think that all of a sudden we see this big impact. And also mm-hmm. I will say this to the openness to, uh, to have kind of a growth mindset uh, to kind of say, you know what, I, I, you know, I know for myself, I have a coach because I, I'm not the smartest person in the room and my gosh, I need as much help as anybody else does, but it's being open to, to that idea with the, with the goal in mind that I'm going to get better every single day. And I think that that's, that's a critical piece. And I was going to ask if, if somebody wanted to reach out to you and just get your perspective on, you know, being in this business for the time that you've been in and having the success you've had to find out how they might be able to follow in your footprint, uh, footsteps. Uh, what's the best way for people to reach out to you? Well, they can call me or email me. Uh, my email is Camilla, K-A-M-I-L-A at windermere.com. Okay. And I actually do love that. I do love talking to people. I had great people who helped me early on. 
And I spent six months going out to lunch and coffee and I took notes in this little notebook and they, a lot of them said ninja. And I was like, Oh, three people said the same thing. So <laughs> I kept, I kept inter, you know, was like almost like interviews. And I reached out to people that I respected a good combo of a variety of names and experiences. And I really came up with a, my first plan after that booklet, you know, I came right. up with my first plan from there. It's just, and it was simple was, you know, have a, a real estate presence, uh, a social media presence, being to the office three days a week minimum, uh, do Ninja three months or three to six months into it, read a book. It was very basic, uh, but I did write my first little plan uh, from learning from other agents. Yeah. Well, and I, and I have to have to give credit too. I mean, credit to you, number one, for having the wherewithal to stick with it and do those things and get a coach and invest in yourself, but also too, is, you know, there's there's some quality in the office you came from and the ownership and the management that you had and the, the broker uh, that was there to kind of really support you. I mean, I think that has a lot to do with it too, because we have a lot of people to get in this business, but you need that support in the first and second year to really have people, you know, sitting there saying, you can do this. We And we have systems and tools to help you get there. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Thank yeah. you, Michael. Hey, thank you so much. And I want to thank you for coaching with us. And uh, like I said, if you want to reach out to Camila, it's just Camila, K-A-M-I-L-A at Windermere.com. And uh, you are also, you can, they can also find you on Windermere.com. And you have, do you have a website or social media as well? I do. I have a Camila Kennedy Homes. Perfect. And I am, yeah, I have my, I have this fun website and I'm on Instagram, also Camila Kennedy Homes. LinkedIn, will, and you I'll name it, I'm everywhere. Great, I will put that in the show notes so they can get a hold of you. Again, thank you so much. And uh, I'm looking forward to see how you end up in 2021. And then I'm sure you're going to just keep going in 2022. Thank you, Michael. It's been a pleasure. So fun to see you. Thank you. And everybody listening, again, thank you for watching the Windermere or listening to the Windermere Coaching Minute. Uh, if you like what we're doing, let us know. And we always end by saying, uh, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. If you found this content interesting, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. Also, if you're a real estate agent with an epic idea and you're doing something great to create great client service or work-life balance, or maybe both, please reach out to us at fanning at windermere.com. And we always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.